in November 2019, that date transformed my life drastically. I said enough, and I said it from my deep heart. Enough living a life based on others' opinions. Their decisions and their opinions will never change my destiny. Our destiny is determined by our mind and our attitude. I realized that every one of us has unlimited potential inside. And this unlimited potential becomes available only when we demand it. We are the only ones who determine the quality of our life. Nobody else. That's why I founded Unleash. I interview global CEOs, entrepreneurs, and coaches all over the world to inspire and touch people by their stories and their experience. Because one story changed my life totally. And I believe also one story from our podcast can change yours as well. My mission is unleashing the human greatness to its utmost potential. Stay tuned every Friday with Unleash with Ahmed Khaled's podcast. A new inspiring story that will change the quality of your life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all the beautiful people who are watching us right now on LinkedIn. This is episode number 14 for Unleash with Ahmed Khaled. Our mission to restress again is to uplift the human greatness to its utmost potential. And this is by mostly uh, sharing inspiring stories, knowledge, and experiences of others so we can change the whole world together. As usual, before we jump into our today's topic, and our special guest today, I would say, may I ask you to drop a comment? Where are you from right now? Just uh, our topic today is underestimated from a lot of people, I would say. This topic is the story power of video content. Most people in social media, I would say, are just consuming content, not creating content. They underestimate the power of content creation and sharing with others. The most powerful content creation, I would say, it's by using a video content that connects you with your audience. But many questions will pop up into your mind at this moment. How can I start video creation? What are the tools that I can use at this moment? Shall I improvise or shall I script? How can I be myself in front of the camera and being authentic? How can I edit my video uh, for my audience? I know all of these kind of questions because I was in the same place. That's why today I have a thought leader and a consultant in that field who will unleash all of these questions together and today. May I ask you to welcome with me, Mr. 
Alex B. Sheridan. Great to What's see happening? you, brother. <laughs> good, to, good to see you too, man. I'm excited to be here. Same here. Uh, welcome, uh, Alex. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad to have you. And I know that you're very busy. And uh, I know I understand your valuable time. So, so glad to have you today. And I know that we'll have a lot of values to be driven today to our audience. So may I ask you, Alex, if you can share a little bit about yourself and your inspiring story, because I know your inspiring story. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, to, not to go too far back, but to go back maybe just two years ago, um, was working at a corporate job for six years, good company and uh, good people there, and always had this kind of desire to start my own company. And I, I knew I had this internal creativity and this internal potential that I really wasn't, I hadn't unleashed yet. It was just trapped inside of me for a long time. Maybe it would come out in bits and pieces here and there. I would see flashes of it, but then it would go back away. And so... Um, eventually, long story short, I ended up starting the company and I started posting uh, content on LinkedIn. It was going to be a sales consultant company. I was going to help people and train people on how to win more deals because that's what I was doing in my old job. That's what I was helping my some of my coworkers do at my old job, some of the employees there. And so I said, I'll start off and I'll, I'll help people grow their business, increase their revenue. Well, I started posting content on LinkedIn, specifically video content and specifically me doing things that were outside of the box, that were a little more creative, that yeah. were just me unleashing my internal creativity. And I said, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do some things that are going to be a little bit uncomfortable, maybe for me or some people, but I'm going to, this is me and this, this is what I want to do. And this is the impact that I want to make. And I started doing that. And what I noticed pretty quickly was that people were seeing my face a lot, which means they were, they were getting to know me. They were building a little bit of trust and credibility with me. And people started reaching out to me and saying, Alex, how are you creating these videos? And hey, I'm, I just got on LinkedIn. I need some help. I'm not sure how you win clients on here. Can you help me? And I, I, I just took those questions and said, I should, this, should what I, this is what I should do for my business. And, and I'm more, I was more passionate about content creation and social selling and video than I really was about the sales consulting side. So in 2020, January 2020, I said, all right, I'm going all in on this content creation, content strategy, social selling you know, video content, I'm going all in on this digital stuff. And of course, this is like one or two months before COVID really hits, you know, so it's just the timing was like, I just couldn't have, you know. And then February 2020, a month later, I win my first customer, right? I take him on, I do some consulting work for his LinkedIn page and stuff and his content. And then six months later, that business took off, COVID happened, everything just took off. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up making more money than I was in that side hustle business than I was in my full-time job. And so I put in my two weeks notice, July 2020, and we've been helping people unleash their creative and, and win clients and build brand on social media ever since. Man, it's it's an inspiring story because it's not easy to come out of all of this and just to have a risk like that. When Every time when I see your videos, I get inspired because I, I, I couldn't understand how come that this kind of it's Hollywood, Hollywood level, I would say. So... I'm, I'm, I'm just, I have one thing in my mind, one uh, question. I believe also if anyone yeah. in, in our audience will be in the same place when, if I want to jump into the video content creation, many questions will come into my mind. And one of them, if, what are the, the uh, I would say, if I decide to create a content creation for my specific niche uh, and, and want to have like video uh, creation, what are the tools and what are uh, the questions that I need to answer it to myself in order to start? Because, you know, it's it's not easy. It's not easy just to put the, the open the camera and let's start. What ha what is the system thinking that you use 
in your uh, creative stories? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. But the first <laughs> thing I would say in terms of just the, the, the first couple things to think about, the first couple steps is one, you need to think about the impact that you want to make on what audience, right? So you've got, if you're a business owner, you're a sales rep or whatever you're doing, think about who am I trying, who do I need to speak to, right? What are my goals and what are my objectives? What am I trying to accomplish? But then really quickly, it's, it's what kind of impact can I make on them? So for me, it's talking to business owners and sometimes employees too, but uh, a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, business leaders, and that's, that's the people that I want to impact. And then what do I want to say to that audience? Because I know that audience really well. What's the impact that I want to make on them? I want to help them get outside their box. I want to help them win clients. I want to help them build a brand that positions them as so different than anyone else in their industry that they go, I got to work with that person because I've never seen anyone else like that. I've never seen no other company like that, right? And so that's that's what I help people do. But that's the first two things you have to do is really think about who you want to talk to and speak to, who's your audience, um, and then what's the impact that you want to make on them. And then it could be as simple as you pulling out your phone and, and mm -hmm. saying 30 to 60 seconds, here's a message that, that I think this audience would care about. Here's some insightful uh, help or tips or strategies or advice or perspectives that would bring value to that audience. That's That's always where you start. So um, what comes in my mind, do I need to have a fancy tools or can I start from, from what I have right now? Because I know this is, you know, it's kind of procrastination when I was in the same place. I wanted to have everything the optimal. I want to have everything the best. What could be your advice on that point, especially for you, client, when you have somebody who wants to create a video content, he knows that what's his niche, but he doesn't know how to start. So the first thing that, well, one thing that happens a lot is the whole paralysis by analysis, right? So people overthink things and then they end up doing nothing, right? Just did a video about it today where I was like, people, people have asked me, you know, I don't, I don't, I want to post content on LinkedIn. Maybe it's a video content, but I'm just not sure what the post, or I'm not sure what my audience would want to hear about. And it's like, yeah, there's some things that you probably need to work through, but then it comes down to, you got to put out the content to figure this stuff out. Right. So, no, you don't need fancy equipment. I, I started with nothing. Right. And you don't need to know everything there is to know about video to, to, to make a video. What happens is you start, maybe you get some guidance and feedback along the way, mm -hmm. and then you start to make progress. You start to get better. So if anyone's watching right now and they're like, I haven't done video or I haven't done much video, or maybe I'm like a little worried to do a video, go back to what I just said, said, all right, who am I trying to reach? Who's my audience? Mm -hmm. What's the, what's one thing I could do that would make a positive impact on that group of people and just pull out your phone, open the LinkedIn app and just say, you know, the number one thing that I think salespeople could do better right now is this. And let me tell you why. Look, there's mm -hmm. three, th you know, that's a simple video for someone to do today. And then you get consistent with it. And then over time think, okay, could I try some new videos? Could I try it a different way? Mm -hmm. I incorporate some interview style videos like this. Could I try some, maybe some more creative stuff where I'm doing some entertainment type things yeah. that would get attention, but still relevant to the audience. And so I think it's a journey, right? People need to think about it. Like it's not your a content journey, just like life. It's not, you don't start here one day and then how do you get to right here? It's just starting here and continuing to make progress over time. I do believe the same. I, I had the same one, you know, it's like a spark when you start 
one action it will bring another action yeah. and you will learn along the journey because the biggest i i believe the biggest challenge is procrastination i went i want to be perfect and i want to be perfect when i start it will never it will never happen so uh, i will i will come back to our audience so we have our friend Nima. He's, uh, he's saying hi great to see you brother we have also our friend muhammad el saidi is saying hi thank you brother we have also our friend uh, from Egypt, Shadi Al Jaki, amazing guest. Thank you, Shadi, for being here. Our lovely uh, fan, Mohidul Islam. Assalamu alaikum, alaikum salam, brother. Thank you for being here today. Uh, we have also Nelson Mehdi. Uh, thank you for being here today. Our friend also, uh, Molham Ragah. Good evening, Ahmed Khalid. Great to see you. Our friend also, uh, Abdel Malik, good evening, great to see you. So uh, guys, please, uh, we have a thought leader in the industry itself, so please don't hesitate to ask him whatever question in your mind related to video uh, co content creation or anything related to that. I think that we have the first question, uh, Alex. So I will jump into the first question from uh, Hamza. He is asking, how can you improve your confidence and skills to be a better motivational speaker? Well, there's really, there's no shortcuts, right? So the two main things that, that stick out to me is you've got to practice and do it. And then secondly, you've got to improve the, the skills that you need to speak. I mean, that's kind of what he's alluding to. The skills meaning how do you open a speech? How do you, in, in terms of video, how do you open the first three to five seconds? Knowing that you have to catch their attention, right? Knowing that you maybe you've got to add yeah, some. Yeah. yeah, you've got to grab them right away, right? Otherwise, you're going to lose the audience. So whether you're giving a public speech somewhere in front of a real-life audience or whether you're on video, the first three to five seconds, you've got to grab their attention. So I see too many videos where people are just, you know, hey, my name is so-and-so. And, -so, and <laughs> there's a big, long intro Yes. Um, there's a place for that, right? Live videos, YouTube, there's, there's places for that. It's not in the LinkedIn feed. It's not for most social media, short form videos. You really got to get right into it. Um, but in terms of your confidence, I mean, cause that's, there's a skills part and then there's the confidence piece, you know, the confidence piece, again, there's no, there's no shortcuts around it. You've got to do it. I would, I would say one thing that I'm big on in terms of self-confidence is when you commit to something to yourself, yeah. commit that you're going to do something and follow through with that commitment. That's how you start building confidence in you. And when you become more confident, everything else you do, you become more confident. At. Even if you know you're not good at it and you're going to fail at first or make mistakes, you become more confident and saying, I'm going to do it because I've done something else before that I wasn't sure of, but I committed to it. I followed through and I built confidence, right? People lose confidence a lot of times when they let themselves down. They say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat better. I'm gonna take care of myself better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that piece of content. I'm gonna work an extra couple hours, or I'm gonna spend more time with the family. Whatever they say they're gonna do, and then they don't do it because a lot of times we get distracted or something else comes up or whatever the case may be. And then they look at the back of themselves and saying, "Man, I didn't follow through on that," and you feel bad, and then you start to lose confidence in yourself. Confidence is just knowing that we're gonna do something and it's going to happen, right? We have the confidence that. A happens and then B comes out the other side. Well, if you're not confident with yourself, it means you're saying that you're going to do something or thinking that you're going to do something to your, you're committing something yourself and then you're not following through. So that's the best way to get over that confidence piece is like, look, be the hardest worker in the room, 
You know, work, work your butt off to get good at it. That's how you build some confidence. Train, study, listen to other people, get knowledge, get feedback. That's how you're going to become better. And then commit to yourself. I'm going to get in front of this group. Like right? if I'm in a meeting or if I'm maybe it's a video, I'm going to post a video, two videos next week <laughs> and do not let yourself down. Right. And so it's, yeah. it's a combination of things, but those are the things that come to my mind when it comes to, to improving your confidence. Yeah, same also, uh, Alex, I would add uh, one thing also to Hamza. I believe what will also boost the, the, the confidence of people that uh, I would say personally, I see what I'm scared of and the go and do it because this is what will, will enhance your uh, confidence, self-confidence and self-esteem. Otherwise, you will be stuck in, in this kind of stuff. So give yourself a chance to explore something new. And this uh, I always that has this in my, my psychology. Whatever I'm afraid of and what, whatever I'm scared of, I go and do it. Because this, even if I fail, I will learn something new. And you, along the way, you will find yourself that your self-confidence is going up, up. Because why? Uh, you give yourself a chance and by the time you will be able to do it, you will be able to do it. So you will have this can-do attitude. So give yourself a chance. Thank you, Alex. I will jump into the, the second question also from uh, Hamza. He is asking, what are the top five skills that a salesperson need to acquire to have an edge of his competitors? I think that this is your game. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you one big one that's complex and that would that would give you a, a ton to start with and to run with. The number one thing I think that salespeople need to really do to have an edge over their competitors right now, 2021, is to understand how to use social media, video content, content in general, to reach their audience, to get in front of their audience, to get in front of their prospects, make an impact on them, build trust, credibility at scale, and then know how to go out and engage in social sell and reach people where they are, not in a pitchy way, not in a salesy way, but start conversations and then bring those conversations, engagement, content from a platform like a LinkedIn to off a platform like a Zoom call or an in-person mm -hmm. meeting, right? So many salespeople and organizations are still stuck on one or two ways to generate meetings and business, whether it's cold calling or I've actually have a business rap battle about this coming out Monday, but they're, they're stuck on just cold calling or just emailing or just their funnel, whatever it is. And the best salespeople that I see right now, and I consider myself a salesperson because I'm a business owner, but I'm still in a way a sale, I'm still selling, right? And so the best people are building brand. They understand that if they can get customers to come to them, if they can create lead demand, and yeah, you can still make your phone calls. You can still make your emails. You can still knock on doors. That's fine to do. But mix in some of the brand. Because if I've got you know you your competitors here and you're here and you're not doing any content or brand building and they are, they're going to see this person as like, wow, this person's put out valuable information every single week. They're an expert in their industry. I feel like I know this person because I've seen their face. I've seen them talk. They've helped me. I've taken some of their things and I've actually used them in my business. It actually yeah. helped me personally, me, whatever it might be. That person has such a big edge on the person that just out of nowhere calls and says, hey, it's Alex calling from so-and-so. <laughs> it's not even close, right? It's not even close. Mm -hmm. So the modern salesperson, if they want to edge, they understand that they've got to go where their customer is and bring value to the situation before they have to cold interact with the person. That's the one thing that I think if you could focus on that, you're going to win long term. Beautiful, Alex. 
I believe that most people I like what you said that when you have a resonating message and take people into a Zoom call or something that you feel connected because the aim from social media is yes you can build a personal brand and you can at the same time build a resonating message that will go and maybe you will have your prospect so you position yourself where your prospect are so you are you're, you're, you're just spreading along and at the so, same time this is the game of converting your prospect the prospect into lead which is the second yeah. phase that you're saying that it yeah. zoom code something that you feel connectivity and then after that they will be able to trust you and be, yeah. maybe they will be you a loyal customer this is the game not just jumping so let, me, let me give you guys a quick example in case you're wondering sure. like how this whole thing works because it can work in a lot of different ways but the, this has happened many many times to me right i put out video content i do text posts too but i'm kind of known for my video content right I, I have people like I had a guy named Nick. He scheduled Nick scheduled a, a call with me, right? I have my mm. calendar link on my website, so you could jump on there and schedule a call, a discovery call. I see the call coming through the email. Okay, so it says Nick so and so, and I'm like Nick, 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 Nick. I'm like, who is this? I don't think I'm talking. And I was trying to play. I'm like, I don't, I don't remember. So I, I hop on LinkedIn, right? Because that's where a lot of my content is. I go on LinkedIn and I search for I put put his first and last name in the search box, and mm. I can't see it. Didn't come up. I start, I go to my DMs. I'm like, maybe I was chatting with them at some point. I, I don't, I talked to a lot of people. So I'm like, maybe I just, I'm just not, I'm drawing a blank on this, right? Yeah. He doesn't come up in my DMs. So finally, <laughs> calls two days later, we get on the call and I'm like, Nick, I'm like, excuse me, but have we ever talked before? <laughs> Where, and he's like, and he goes, no, we never have. He goes, and I go, you seen my videos on LinkedIn, didn't you? He goes, yes. He goes, I've seen a few of your videos now. And then I went to your profile, had a bunch of testimonials on it. And then I went to your website and I booked a call. And he's like, you know, basically he was already sold by the time he got on the, on the Zoom call with me. All we had to do is make sure that, you know, he liked me and that he, you know, liked what I had to yeah. say in terms of how I would actually help him get the results. But that sales process now just got cut from if I had reached out to him cold, he would have been like, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't even want to give you the time. But if I do, who are you and how do I know you're any yeah. good? Yeah. It went from that to just like a quick, you know, 20, 30 minute conversation and boom, he's a client. And that happens all the time. Yeah, I like what you say because it's only three phases. So number one, it's it's how people, they know you, which is the, the prospect. Number two, it's how they... Uh, if they like you, they will buy from you. So you convert these people, a uh, prospect, into leads. Then, yeah. if they trust you, they will be a loyal customer. It's it's again, it's long term game. It's not just a short term game because people they think that okay, now right now I will build a personal brand and then I will say, guys, I have a course here. You can register. Uh, <laughs> go to this. It doesn't work like yeah. that at all. No. So no. it's long term. It's all about you are. We are all human. We need to connect to each other. We need to feel this authenticity. So connect with you people, not just sell, 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 sell. It doesn't work like that because people say, why doesn't work? Why doesn't work? I have a hard call to action. It's not about hard, uh, hard call to action. It's about how you connect with your people and how yeah. they can feel that you have a valuable information and they feel this connectivity. So we have that next question from our friend Taibaji. He's asking, what are the skills for influencing our audience? Knowing them very well. That's, that's first and foremost. You have to know who you're talking to, right? So whether it's, if you're talking about social media audience here, I assume, right? It's, it's people a lot of times make the mistake where they'll start posting a lot of content, which is good that you're posting, but you do need to think about 
who, again, who am I trying to make an impact on? And so what language do they use? What do they really care about? What are the, what are the, are you talking in industry jargon or are you speaking in their terms on how they would see things? Right. So I talk very, very simply, like, I'm just like, you know, this is why you're not winning clients on LinkedIn and here's what to do about it. And here's what you should change, right? Hey, here's how to make better videos. So your customers are able to find you and engage with your content more. Here's how you up this. Here's how you increase this. I'm talking in language that they understand and they, they want, right? So you, we have to, at a deep level, really understand um, who that audience is. And I think that's, that's such a, an important pillar to the whole conversation. And the other thing I think about is in terms of influence in the audience, you have to, I would say there's three buckets in terms of how you show up in front of your audience on social media. The first one is the expert. So I'm showing up and I'm giving away valuable things that people can go and use tips, strategies, tactics, techniques. That's an expert. That's good. Cause that shows that I know what I'm talking about and that if they needed that problem solved at a high level, I could do that. Secondly, I show up as a human being because we influence people through personal stories. We influence people through yeah. feelings, through emotions, through, you know, if you look at any good storyteller or any good speaker on stage, they use humor, they use stories, they use, um, you know, all types of different things to be able to grab the audience and really get them to feel it. Like you gotta feel it, right? And so, and then the, the third bucket or the third way you should show up is the uh, innovator. And that is being able to show things to people that they maybe haven't seen before, or you're giving a new perspective on something that is different than how other people are talking about it. It shows that, wow, this person's really forward thinking. They are challenging the status quo in certain ways. There's someone that I'd want to work with or be influenced by because they're showing me ways that maybe I just didn't even think about before. So if you follow those three, if you, if you land in those three buckets pretty consistently, chances are you're going to influence that audience and you know them really well too. I adore what you say, uh, Alex, because uh, since I started, I was not being myself in front of the camera and I was trying to be very formal. The, the, the first videos in my life, you know, I was yeah. trying to be very, uh, yeah. it's, not myself. it's not myself. And right. I tell you, I tell you what happened uh, when I decided to move to put myself and show myself a real self, I would say, in, in front of the camera and put some sense of humor from a real life. And it, it, my videos, it went viral from that point because I yeah. was very afraid how people would perceive me. And I love what you say because you engage with people. Being yourself, sense of humor, it, it's not something sarcastic or something that people will not accept it. I believe it's something that you engage with people. So being yeah. yourself, don't be afraid. Be yourself, engage with the stories. This is one of the things that will influence your audience. And one also, one thing that I, I had, I would say, like I learned from it, I was trying to... Uh, just to, full, to have a very broad message for all my audience. It doesn't make sense. So you yeah. have to be very, very, very specific into your target audience. Otherwise, you'll drain your energy and you'll drain your, your uh, time and nobody will listen. So be very specific in your niche. Know your audience. Know their pain points and work on it. Just customize all your content strategy according to that. And you will, by default, by consistency, you will attract the right people into your life and into your business. So I will jump into the next question. Our friend Taibaji also. What charismatic power required to influence more audience? I, I don't think, I mean, I think is he asking that do you need to be charismatic to influence an audience? I don't think you have to be. I mean, I think you have to have a certain presence where you can't get up there and just be boring. But I mean, I think, I think it's, 
again, you know, going back to what you said earlier, you have to be yourself, right? So you can't get up there. If you're a person that's not like this and you get up there and you try to be like that, it's not going to work, right? You have to play to your strengths. I, but I think your job is to figure out, you know, I was talking about unleashing your creative. Your job is to figure out what is that about you? What's your X factor? You know, what is it about you that's going to make you be able to have that, that influence upon the audience? And you think about like Steve Jobs, and there's a lot of people that they weren't like the most charismatic people ever. But the things that they said and how they said them, and the meaning behind them, they really penetrated through the audience. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know any tips on how to be more charismatic. I mean, certainly there's techniques you can use your hands and things like that. But I would say that you need to, again, think about the audience and think about what, what do you have that's your X factor. Everyone has things that they're naturally good at that helps them talk and communicate to other people. And I would try to leverage those natural gifts as opposed to try to be something that you're not. Thank you, Alex. The next question uh, uh, is from Jane uh, Troja. He's asking, what video length gives you the best engagement? I think this is one, one of the, 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 the things also I, I, I used to ask myself on that. So based on your experience, what, what's your view on that? So they've, they've done studies on this. I've looked at some of the data in terms of LinkedIn link, uh, video length. And what they've shown, I think it was 30 seconds to a minute and something was like the top performing videos. I would just say there's no like one range. I would personally not recommend anyone go three minutes or longer. I would keep it under three minutes because I think the you got to remember LinkedIn and Instagram and, and those kind of things. They're a feed based platform. So it's not people are scrolling through a feed. It's not like YouTube where it's like, well, there's 30 minute videos on there, of course, because someone searched for that topic. And now they're consuming that video, right? So yeah, you can make it longer. It's a different platform. Feed-based pl platforms like LinkedIn, people are scrolling through the feed. So you got to catch them. And then typically they don't want a super long message. Now, if it's really good, people will watch it regardless. But for the best performances, I would keep them under three minutes. I would even recommend if you're new to video, I would try to keep them to one minute or less. Thank you, Alex. We'll jump into the next question. Our friend also Taipaji is asking, Alex, how much your experience required for influence people? Well, zero, zero. I mean, <laughs> if you talk about, I mean, you could influence, a baby could influence me. You know, when I, when my, when my daughter, when my first daughter was born, Nadia, she influenced me. She came out and I, she made me think differently about life. You know, I was like, holy cow, there's this other person <laughs> I'm responsible for. And, and I get to cherish this and I, now I get to create memories with her and, I mean, so I think don't ever think that it's just like leadership. People are like, how many, how much experience do I need to, to really lead people and to make that impact? You don't need anything. You, you just need to have, it's just making an impact on somebody else and influencing the way that they think or act or the way they're going about what they're doing. So you, you and your, everyone has their own perspectives and their own experiences and their own value that they bring to the table. And I would just say, use that. Don't, don't put a years of experience. What are we going to say? Oh, you need a year and a half, you know, and then like, and then you qualify for some kind of uh, influence. It's not, it's not the case. You can influence at any, any pace, at any rate, at any time yeah. in your life. Yes. Being yourself. Thank you, Alex. We'll jump into the next question from our friend, uh, Hassan Agmei. He's asking, does body language and tone of voice explaining a certain topic with a sometimes come naturally? or requires preparation? I think it's a little bit of both, you know, uh, if you, I mean, if you talk to like a public speaking expert, which I am not, um, but I have some friends that are, they talk about tonality. Like even how I just said, I said tonality, 
and then I paused for a dramatic effect, you know, those kind, of, those kind of things do matter when you're speaking to an audience, you know, how you use your hands. If I'm explaining going from here to here, that engages an audience more, right? This is like caveman stuff. We've been doing this forever for a whole lives since we were human beings, right? So there is, a, there is some science to it, you know, and you'd have to study that type of stuff, but some people naturally have it really well. Like they can, their voice inflections, when they pause, they don't even realize they're doing it. They just have that natural communication gift. Other people, it's, it requires a little bit more work, right? So it's just like anything, you have your strengths and you have your things that you're not so good at. So if it's something that you feel like you're going to work on and be speaking in front of people and being on camera, it's worth learning. It's worth picking up from other people, watching other people, what they do, picking in and adapting it to your own style. But I think it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. It's, it's some natural talent and then it's some of what you do with it. Thank you, Alex. Something question I, I use also to struggle with when I started in, uh, in this journey of video creation. So do you prefer from your point of view and your experience in this niche also with your clients, uh, what is the best is when I do like uh, a video content creation, shall I script each word or shall I improvise? What is your, your view on that point? So there's the best way for people to get on video in the beginning, I think, is to do a conversation like this and then chop it up, right? So that's that's what I would say first, is that if you're looking to get on video and you're like, I'm kind of nervous about it, I'm not sure what to do, get on a Zoom call or a conversation like this with a colleague, a friend, a client, record it, talk about a couple things that are really interesting to your audience and then chop mm -hmm. those up. So now it's just having a conversation, right? It's not creating mm -hmm. this big video. But going back to your question, there, it, the answer is you would do both, but it depends on the context of the video or it depends on what kind of video you're trying to create. So for example, if I'm making my creative video where I want to nail, you know, kind of line for line, like I've got a script that I want to follow to yeah. a T. Yeah, I, I have to script that out, right? Because otherwise I, it's too much information that could get lost. The power of scripting, like if you watch a good movie, right? It's all scripted. Do they add things here and there? Probably, like the characters mm -hmm. may add some things, maybe not. But it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty scripted out. Like that storyline is scripted out. Now, when they read it back, it's not, it doesn't sound like a script. It sounds like they're just <laughs> in the moment, right? Yeah, and yes. that's, what, that's what experience and what people that really can, can read scripts well do. Same thing in sales too. Like if your cold call scripts or whatever you have in sales, your email script, whatever it is, the point is you should be able to, it should come across like it's not scripted even when it is, but that takes time and practice. Where I would not do that is if it wasn't, if you were just saying there's three things that are going to help people increase their sales and it didn't need to be scripted out and we've got three points, then I would just bullet point it out and I would just, you know, maybe you have your notes app pulled up and so you can kind of look at uh, that for reference, but you could just pull it up and, and make sure that you're still on track. So you've got the three points down and how you're going to start the video so you don't get mm -hmm. way off and just start going off on a tangent it kind of keeps you in line it's like the foundation yeah. but it's not something you need to read word for word because when you read word for word one you're going to have to do a lot of editing and two you're going to yes. have to make sure that you nail that script where it doesn't look like you're saying so three things that i want to talk to you today about because that you'll lose an audience so fast <laughs> if you if you sound like a robot they'll be gone they will not stay that's monotonia yeah, and it's yeah. very obvious, by the way. It's very obvious when you see see people. Even yeah. sometimes when you use teleprompter, you know, you find the eyes is going right, left, right, yeah. left, right, left. <laughs> so even what I do when my when I do do my scripted videos, I write my script down in my notes app on my iPhone, and then when I'm going to record right here, 
I will look down at like a few sentences and I'll rehearse it a couple of times and, 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 and then I'll just go. Right. And so maybe it's not word for word, the exact script, but it's like, it's pretty close, but that script kind of keeps me in line. So I don't miss like a major part where if I'm just doing like a selfie video or I'm doing a regular video, I might just, I might just, I could get on here and answer a question. Cause I know, you know, typically if you're talking about something that you know about your expertise, you know, so just take a question and answer it. If you're like, Hey, what's the best length of video for LinkedIn? I don't need to script that out or bullet point and say, look, under three minutes is probably where you want to keep it. Typically for newer video content creators, under one minute is the best performing videos for your newer, you know, I could just say that stuff and you're probably fine. Beautiful. So one thing also came into my mind, what are the tools that I want when I start the first video? So can you tell me what's your view on that? It's, uh, I know that it's, it shouldn't be the fancy tools, but if we want to help our audience, if they want to start with something out of nothing, yeah. what's your Yeah, your... I think one of the best investments you can make, honestly, is uh, a webcam. You know, I always used a Logitech, and right now I'm using a Logitech Brio, B-R-I-O, and it's nothing fancy. I think it was maybe like two or 300 bucks or something like that. And um, But the first one I had was not did not cost that much. I think it was like 79 bucks American. And... It was very basic and I used it for the first, you know, six to eight months that I made all kinds of different videos, creative, Zoom call, like I did a ton of mm -hmm. stuff on there. So I would, if you're gonna do a lot of video, I really think it's worth it, especially for stuff like this. Just invest in a decent webcam. It sits up top of the laptop here and it comes mm -hmm. with free software that you can record videos from if you want to. And it's just very, very easy. There's nothing fancy about it. I mean, obviously you could use your phone, you could record from your phone either way here. And most phones have pretty good cameras in them now and pretty good sound, so you're set that way. The other thing I would think about is getting like one of these, you know, mics. Just a Yeti mic is fine. I have a couple different. Um, <laughs> this this is one of them, but uh, again, it's nothing super fancy, and uh, and that's pretty much that's pretty much all you need for like the basic setup. Okay, what about lighting? Do I need to have a specific lighting, or it's it's okay just to have normal lighting, harsh lighting, all of that? What's your view? So do you think I have lighting on right now? What, what's your guess? Do I you think, think it's, the, it's window. <laughs> you no, know, yeah, it's actually just it's natural like, light, right? So, so if, yes. you have good, if you have good natural light, I have like big windows right here and big windows right here. So I'm lucky that I've got good natural light coming in. So I don't really need any other light for mm -hmm. what we're doing here, right? Now, when I'm doing my green screen videos, yeah, that requires some lighting because it's more tech, like you're, now you're getting into yeah. the green screen, yeah. they got to blend the background. So you got to really, yeah, you got, you can't depend on what if the sun comes out and change, you know, you really want to make sure it's dialed in and it's, it's more of a science. So then I'll close these window blinds and I'll mm -hmm. have two, I'll have my green screen pulled up. Like, let's say behind me, I'm mm -hmm. in front of the green screen. I've got a ring light, which I think is another, I didn't say that earlier, but that's another good thing to invest in. Just, just in case you're lighting, because a lot of times your lighting isn't going to be always this good naturally. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the sun's, you know, some there's a circumstance where it's just not good at that moment, or you're talking at nighttime, whatever it is, invest in a ring light. And by the way, that's like 25, 30 bucks. It's nothing expensive. And the ring light goes right behind this Logitech camera. So that gives the camera more light. The green screen's behind me. And then I've got two lights on either side that are shining kind of on the green screen so that it lights because that green screen wow. needs to be really well, well lit. And then I've got the Yeti mic kind of like right here off to the side. So it's closed, <laughs> but you can't see it on camera. And that's that's my studio setup. 
Wow, wow. I like that how you optimize everything in a very easy way, very simple way. It doesn't need to have the, the best or fancy things. And I see the production quality that you have. It's amazing. Let's just do this real quick. Wow. So that's the two lights I'm talking about. And that's the that's the ring light next to that yeah. tripod. And then the green screens down the ground just fold it up and then wow. Boom. Wow. So it's easy setup. It's not hard because yeah. people think that I need to invest too much money. I need to, to no. be uh, to have to. Yeah, it's it's very easy. And yeah. I, I love I love what you say that if you have a natural light, it's the best thing that you can have. It's 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 someone well, one of the uh, available resources. You don't need to uh, invest too yes. much money. Yeah, it's more okay. on what you do with it than it is on what you have, right? I can take yeah. very little and, and do a lot with it, you know, versus some people have this elaborate stuff, but they don't know what how to make a good video out of it. So, exactly. yeah. Exactly. It's all about the content. It's yeah. all about the content. This is this right. is the game. Because I see many people also, they don't have uh, maybe the, the video quality or the audio quality. It's not the, the maximum or the best, but their content creation, their content is resonating too much with their people. Yeah. Yeah, so I will jump into uh, uh, our next question from our friend Bashar Amish. He's asking, do you uh, special audience when you write your content for videos? Do you have a special audience when you write your content for videos? Um, you mean in mind when I write it or was it, what does it mean? Yeah, I think yes. Special audience? Yeah, always. You know, I'm always thinking about a couple things. One, where is my audience at? in terms of their journey, right? And so sometimes it's, it's we can start th thinking about uh, our colleagues and other people in our industry, and we can start mm -hmm. talking about high level stuff and forget that our customers are not there in the journey yet, right? So we need to bring it down. And like, if I'm a really good sales expert, I can start talking about some high level stuff to impress my colleagues, when in reality, my customer just wants to know like, how do I set three more meetings this week? <laughs> you know? So it's really, it's really, under, I do think about my audience a lot. And then what really importantly, I think about how am I going to make them feel and are they sort of positioned a lot of times as the hero or as the person that, yes, they can yeah. do it. They overcome the obstacle. You know, what is, how are they going to feel when that video ends? Are they going to say, mm -hmm. wow, I, maybe I took some things away from that, but it also made me feel like I got this, man. Like I'm pumped. I'm ready. You know, so I think it's got to be a little bit of the brain, and a little bit of the heart. Yeah. Amazing. So I will jump into the next question. I know that we have very tight time, but uh, our friend is asking, Hamza, he's asking, do TED Talk help you in developing good leadership and motivational skills? Or would you call them something that just gives you a good experience from people you are interested to? <laughs> so I, I personally don't listen to TED Talks and I'm, I'm like the worst example because I don't really read books and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I just don't consume a lot of uh, a lot of other content unless I'm engaging on LinkedIn or other platforms. But um, I think everyone learns different, and I think there's definitely probably a lot of value to those. I think that's where you got to know yourself and look inwards and say, "Look, am I?" And this is where you have to be careful, right? Because you can you can easily fall into the trap of saying, "All right, let me watch one more TED talk. Let me watch one more TED talk," and then pretty soon you're not doing what you need to do what the TED talk person told you to freaking do. <laughs> because you, you, you want to watch another TED talk. So I think the reason sometimes us wanting to learn and get more information, that can be a good thing, but it can actually stall you from making progress when it becomes the next thing, when the next thing you really need to do is to take action, is to get out there, is to put yourself yes. out of your comfort zone. So don't let the educational piece be a crutch to not take action, to say, you know what, I'm just going to watch a few more videos and then I'll be ready. 
oh, well, let me watch a couple more because I don't quite know this or this yet. Well, it's like, well, if you really talk to that person in the video, they'd probably tell you to go put the video down and go take action. So I think it's important that you've got, you know, it's got to be a healthy blend between learning and then doing. And you learn as you do too. Thank you, Alex. We'll jump into the next question from our friend Hassan Gmeh. He's asking, how about editing softwares? I think this is very uh, good yeah. question. Also that. Yeah, so there's a couple, there's a few different routes you can go. Um, one, you could go very, one, you could go unedited. You could just post a selfie video or whatnot and not edit it, um, which I do do sometimes. And then two, you could go basic editing, which you could use something like an InShot, which is on your phone, or you can mm -hmm. use Capwing, K-A-P-W-I-N-G, which is very simple and you can plug in the titles, the banners, it's really user-friendly. You can't do crazy complex stuff, obviously, but it's just for the basic videos. And then you've got a step up from that, which is your, more your advanced software. Mm. And that's more of your Filmora or your Adobe Premiere Pro. But, you know, if you, again, unless you're going to, you want to learn that as a skill, it's, it's going to be pretty intimidating when you jump in there in the beginning, because it's, it's, <laughs> it's, unless you've done it before, it's very foreign. It just looks like, a, it's like, what the heck is this? Right. So mm. unless you're going to, unless you really want to learn that skill, I probably wouldn't even mess with that. And then you could hire people. You know, we you could hire an agency. You could hire um, somebody on Upwork, Fiverr. There's a ton of different ways you could have people actually do the content for you. Yeah, thank you, uh, Alex. I know that you have a limited time today uh, on that. So the last question that I will ask you. So if anybody from our audience want to reach you, what will be the proper channel that he can connect with you, uh, interpersonal level? Just if he needs something and help in a video content creation. LinkedIn's great. I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn pretty much daily. Um, uh, a Alex B Sheridan, you can find me on LinkedIn and then, uh, a Sheridan at impacts.com. Those are the two best ways. Okay. Thank you so much. I know that there are a lot of questions coming on here. So guys, I'm, I'm asking you, please don't be uh, hesitated to ask uh, Alex on a personal level, just on LinkedIn, yeah. come back, ask him whatever you want. I know Alex, he's an amazing person. So please don't hesitate to comment that. Thank you so much, uh, Alex, for you, being here today. Uh, thank you for, for these amazing values. I personally learned a lot from, from you today, and I hope that we are connecting too much, inshallah, next week or next next period. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.